You're listening to the pair on the wellness hour. Well, it's not fully an hour, but it's close to it. We left this hour, Mark Jannon, in a way in a home. We'll have our section on mindfulness with the fascinating interview with Willie Malumbi. We'll also have our music section in the acoustic room and our weekly trips to Doctor, that's Doctor Fintan O'Brien's North Kerry's AE section, and much, much more. But up first. It's a Wayne home. This is our weekly visit to a nursing home, and this week we're visiting St. Teresa's nursing home, and we're visiting a lovely old man there called uh, Martin Shannon. Old, of course, because everyone in there is old, I suppose. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we just said we'd pop in. It's a nice thing to do, lads, to pop into a nursing home near you and uh, have a chat with old people. They're funny and they're interesting as well. This week we're talking to Martin Shannon, and I put it to Martin when I met him. I've an interesting one, Martin. How is it, you know, when you're old? Is there any signs or anything there? Do you feel funny or different, right? And, you know, um, you know, Martin was very insightful. What's the difference with someone that's older, I suppose? Well, when there's three things happen when you get to my age. The first one is your memory starts to go. And... Uh, God, I can't remember the other ones. I know there's two other ones, all right. I can't, I can't remember two. So I put it to Martin. I says, Martin, is there a, an old feeling? Do you feel old or do you feel different? I mean, I know your, your, your mobility is different. Or so. Somebody's mobility is different in the room here anyway because there's an awful bang out of the place. But, you know, like, do you feel older? Do you feel young? Or what way is it mentally, do you, you know, do you feel at the moment? Well, as for me, I sure look... Aside from the occasional heart attack, I feel as young as I ever did. So I put it to Martin, I said, Martin, you know, like you're a fair big age. Well, you know, I suppose he couldn't argue with that he's sitting in a nursing home, like, you know what I mean? And I said to him, like, you know, a lot of people would try to give the right arm to live that long, and some people wouldn't. But sure, I just it made, made me curious as to... What, what would he attribute uh, the longevity of life to if he was to put it down to one thing? I suppose the doctor asked me there uh, only yesterday morning, to, you know, I'm a big age, I suppose. I'd be 93 this year, now all year, into next year. He said, what do you attribute your advanced age for? I said, well, I suppose I'd have to attribute it to the fact that I haven't died yet. Simple as that. And that's where we leave Martin Shannon. But we'll be coming back to him next week uh, in a way in a home where we have the Zimmer Frame Challenge where he'll race pair dial to the toilet. That could be an extended edition. From all of us here in the way in a home, thank you. Hello, well, I have to say I enjoyed that item there away in the home. I, I always enjoy uh, the company of older people, actually. I find them very funny. So that was interesting. Looking forward to next week uh, to listen to him, Stephen. Had I, uh, he's taken them on in the Zimmer Frame Challenge, and we'll see if they make it or if either of them make it. Well, um, ah. And yes, I'm whispering because it's our mindfulness and wellness time here on the wireless with Willie Malumbi, an amazing individual who, does no doubt about it, had fallen on hard times, one could say, lost a few family members and has struggled with demons in his life, but has remarkably picked himself up. And he'd like to share that with you, talking about rural isolation and how to make yourself better with yourself.
Uh, we've just landed here now, just up the road from uh, Willie Malumby's house, actually just down the end of the driveway. And that is the most beautiful setting here. It's absolutely gorgeous. We're here at, um, you're quite isolated actually where he's living. Uh, but beautiful surroundings. You can, beautiful view of the Galti Mountains there. I'm just looking across at him. You can hear the birds singing away in the background there. Quite idyllic actually. Beautiful place. I'm very excited about this. Uh, coming to meet Willie Malumby here today. Willie, of course, wonderful character. I was talking to him a few times on the phone. Very upbeat individual. Um, as he was mentioned earlier on, he went through a lot of troubles in his life and uh, strife. He lost some family members there and different things that got him down. I suppose his story is a story that would be familiar to a lot of people. He slipped into, a, I suppose, a dark enough place in his life and took him a long time to pick himself up and get out of it. But he, he's done that to great... Um, uh, really, really done it very, very well. He, incredible man that he's picked himself up. So I think a lot of people will learn an awful lot from him. I certainly had a great chat with him uh, during the week. And he said he'd love to talk a bit about rural isolation is a big part of the problem. People living on their own, elderly people and, and young people even, you know, that that they could be living on their own there. And he said it's very easy when you're on your own there to slip into... I suppose a dark place, you know. But look, should we let Willie? Uh, we let Willie talk about it himself. A wonderful man. I'm just coming up to his his door here now. I just one second. We let's try to see. If not. See if uh, Willie is there. Very excited about this. Now is he? He's a very funny individual, actually. A gas man. Hello, Willie. I don't actually. I thought I saw him there. Did you see him there? Actually, I think. It, there's a little drop of rain coming too. I can feel it there. Never, never a good thing, as the lad says. But sure, what I am, we'll uh, we'll have a chat with Willie and see. If he, is, he, is he there? Hello, Willie. Hello, Willie. I think I can see someone moving around inside. I'll just go over to the window. One second. Hello, Willie. I oh, I can see him inside. He just yeah. He must be fixing something behind the sofa. He's gone down behind the sofa. I say, hello, Willie. Are you there? Willie, I can see you there. He's got He's shaking his head a bit. He's moving up and down, yeah. Is everything all right, Willie? Willie? Is, every, is everything all right? Just op- open the door, Willie. I'll come in to you. What? He's, that, he's throwing something. <laughs> Oh my God! Turn stuff around inside. Willie, do you want me to call someone? Is, is everything okay? Willie, I think. Yeah, he's after getting. Ah! Into something around there. I get Willie. I'll call the guards. I I get. I, I'm gonna have to leave again. I'm going to have to switch this off once again. Well, that was a bit disappointing. You know, I was looking forward to listening to, to William Malumby and what he has to say on mindfulness and well-being. Obviously, he's gone into himself a bit there. And we hope he picks himself up and comes back to him. Well, hopefully, next week, we'll have a, a chat with him there. So, listen, seeing as that's after cutting a bit short, I'm going to move along now with a lovely musical item. The lovely song, a ballad by a local man here, Tom Ryan. A ballad called The uh, Night... 
The ma- what is it called again? Let's have a piece of paper. You, the dead mammy song. Hand it over to you. Off you go. A witty kid. Good to go to the second version of a take two, as the lad would say. This is called The Evening That Mammy Drop Dead. Take it away, Pat. My mother, she died around quarter to five one evening while making our tail. The eldest lad needs to just check if she's dead. It's not like her to live as this way. Myself and me brother stood over our mothers wondering what we will do now for tea. Says the eldest lad, Ned, I'll have to eat before bed. I'm going to order and take away. She could bake a few scones while breaking up stones. Milk the cattle while painting the shed. Now the place is a shambles with not weed and rambles. Since the evening that Mammy dropped dead. Lovely. Since Mammy wasn't alive, we'd have no one to drive, so it'll look like that we wouldn't dine. Says the eldest lad, Ned, I'm, I'm in the menu I read, that they deliver to your house before nine. There was too much on the menu, so we couldn't decide, it took up to four hours of our time. Says the eldest lad, Ned, if we are to be fed, we'd want to call now, it's quarter past nine. She could bake a few scones while breaking up stones, milk the cattle while painting the shed. Now the place is a shambles with not weed and brambles, since the evening that Mammy dropped dead. While the lad the Chinese, he was as cool as a breeze, says Ned he couldn't have been more nice. Ow. You see, back in Shanghai, didn't his old mother die while cooking them special fried rice? He can mow the old lawns while frying a few prawns, make spring rolls while feeding the lamb. The whole house is gleaming with the big walk is steaming since Jimmy Walk took over from Mam. She could bake a few scones while breaking up stones, milk the cattle while painting the shed. That was all, Mam. Now the place is in shambles with not and brambles since the evening that Mammy dropped Now since our mother is gone, he's moved in, in Jimmy Wong and the lads they all talk in genteel Cantonese. <laughs> Says the eldest lad Ned never let it be said. Mammy's cooking was great. I loved her bacon and cabbage, her steak and spots, livers and chips, fry in the morning. But now I prefer Chinese. Can you? Well, wasn't that lovely? A beautiful song there about a dead mammy and how the boys missed her butcher. I suppose you have to pick up the pieces and get on, and that's what it's all about. And up next, the waiting room. This is our weekly visit to the doctor, and our doctor on call every week is Dr. Fintan O'Brien from Kerry's North A&E Department. And Fintan, of course, is a different breed of doctor. He's the one that thinks the difference between a doctor and a specialist. Well, one treats what you have, and the other thinks you have what he treats. (laughs) We'll be dropping in to talk to Fintan about that, and much, much more. 
I met Dr. Fintan O'Brien earlier on this week uh, in the waiting room and I asked him what was his message this week to the people out there, our listeners. Uh, hello, my name is Dr. Fintan O'Brien uh, here in the North Carolina uh, here. Well, we'll be busy enough here all the time, but as I was saying to a lot of people, you're a lot, you know, there's a lot of people coming in here, they've no need been here at all. They've no business been in the hospital, surgery or otherwise there. You know, they, they, you know, there's a lot of things they're wasting time sitting around waiting rooms and what have you to see a doctor. There's nothing wrong with him at all. No, in fairness, if a man is caught in a machine or something in a farm, he have no choice but to go in and get some cut of a treatment from a doctor. But a lot of people, they have the simple old things, yes, because they save themselves a lot of money and time and do the procedure at home on themselves. And that's what I'm here to talk about today, talk about people doing procedures on themselves. So we move straight on to talk about what uh, Dr. Finton would like to address today. Right, look, today I was going to deal with varicose veins. Just a simple enough old thing that, you know, half the time there's not a bother with it at all. People to be getting excited about it. You know, because they see old lumps in the back of their legs or what have you. Yeah, they are, they are in a twisted old vein, like under the surface of the skin. You know, that's all. And they are calling the back of the legs and a few other parts of the body be just around the ass and up around the face might have a bush. Christ, there hardly, there's nothing wrong with them at all. And a very, a very simple thing to deal with yourself. So I asked him, how could you avoid getting varicose veins? Well, look, there's simple ways of avoiding getting the varicose veins to start out with. That's why I'd be encouraging people to start with Your lifestyle changes the one. You know, just avoid standing around or sitting there. Sit up, you know, just if you're in the bar having a pint, sit up in the bar stool there for a while. But don't be there for long now. Get up, move around, and go back and sit down. A bit of dancing or something like that. Just as if you're overweight, pull away from the table. Pull away, Jesus Christ, all my... They're not worse than the big heavy lad, a big unit, like... A young one there, and she only about 19 or 20, and she a large unit, and she thinking she's large and in charge. I'll tell her something, now she's in charge of feck all. The, be- the best thing you can do is pull away from the Avoid wearing tight clothes, there's another thing there, too. Jesus, this fella's coming in here wearing tight trousers there. You can, you can see everything that God gave him there, just dangling away, you know what I mean? Pull away from that too, lads. That'll only cause problems. I know the cash thing about it, too. You go to a doctor, then you tell him, you're on your varicose veins. The first thing he'll do is tell you to put on a pair of tights. Or a tight sock or something up here. Can't you go away? They'll, like, they'll charge you to the nose for them, lads. Go home to the wife or the girlfriend and borrow two pairs of tights off her and put them on her. They'll do the same thing there to sort it out. And if I wear high heels as well, lads, Jesus, Mary and Joseph, I told more women coming in here, well, look, get out of the high heel. Get out of them there. They'll break. They'll be the crooks of every woman. Simple is that, let's just, just very simple things you should be doing, and that could avoid it in the first place, all this trouble and money. So that's when I asked Dr. Finton, what are people's options out there? Well, look, there's various different treatments you can get for it now, and some of them is easier than others, but there's money involved, like, you know, your microskeletal therapy there, Jez, that's like a liquid chemical there you inject it into, but you have money for that there, going in getting nails, and some people don't like the nails. Nails are surgery there, Jez, we like the Starship Enterprise, they blast them out, you know. But that's, that, the machines don't come cheap, Jez, Mary and Joyce. No, and then you, you have the end of it, so the, the, the habitation therapy there, you know. Jez, that's more sending cameras down tubes and everything with the endoscopic fit. That's the one, the endoscopic one. It's in the, like, Jesus, what size of a camera and everything going down to the inside of your leg? Jesus, man, you No, it's very simple. Let's say, I go for the ambulatory flectomy there, whatever they call it. Look, a little incision and whip it out. And that's what we're going to go at, and we're going to do that now today on myself.
And that was when uh, Dr. Fintan O'Brien proceeded to demonstrate the procedure on himself. Now, this procedure is very straightforward, you know? You just... Well, first thing we'll do if we go to a doctor, he'll numb up the area with an injection there. a bit of small anaesthetic. I say the cheapest way to go around this now, you don't need any anaesthetic or anything. You ever get a slap of a holy? Yeah? Or a stick, or your father hit your wallop on the ass. By Jesus, you'll be ridden quick enough, you wouldn't feel much for about an hour. That's all you need, only about five minutes. Well, I'll tell her now. Best thing to do is the area, just see the area down the back of me leg there. That's why I'm going to start at it now. And what I'll do is, if we get a, this holy here now, just here's a good, sh- a good leg. Oh, and just, it's a bit normal. It's not, I'm not fully there yet, so I'm going to. Oh, gee, that's the next time I... Oh, 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 she's fairly dumb. She's fairly sore now. One more, and I said that... Oh! Now, but that cost me nothing. That was... That's all. Oh, jeez, I can feel nothing there now. So now the next thing to do is we'll just get a bit of cotton wool there to one side. Oh, mother of God. And here's this thing to... to quick, if there's any floorboard, let a child's nappy there. Just strap it to the bottom of your leg. I have that bit of sellotape already in position now. So you get a small, a small scalpel on there, just at the top where the vein is. You can, you probably, you can't see it under the wireless, but I'm just going to make a small incision there. Oh, 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 oh. And that's how we left it in the waiting room with Dr. Fintan O'Brien. Thankfully, there was a nurse on hand to look after him there. He did pass out. Uh, but I thought it was very insightful and uh, very interesting, his approach to medicine. We'll be dropping in on next week when he's attacking Vrucus or varicose veins. No, we did them. Vrucus, that's what it is. Them knobbly old lumps on the top of your toes that nobody likes and find it very hard to fit into a tight pair of shoes. Well, we hope you've enjoyed the wellness hour, or 18 minutes anyway, it is not quite the hour, but you haven't your 42 minutes to yourself now, and enjoy yourself and sit back and do whatever you want. Join us next week when we visit Martin Shannon and Pa Doyle in a way in a home, and hopefully the two of them will be still alive. We'll also be dropping in on William Malumby to see if he's come out of himself, and if he's any more nuggets of wisdom, and of course we'll be going back to the doctor in the weight room, Dr. Finton O'Brien. This is the Pa, goodbye. Hello, Pa.